Hey, I'm Stephanie. And I'm Tara. And you're listening to Growing with Letty and Lucy. Oh, I'm so obsessed with this thing. It's ridiculous. Also, I don't get bra- bralettes worn oh. on their own. I kind of, that's all I wear. I wear, I wear bra- it like out to go grocery shopping. Um, no, not on their own, but with like, I wear them That's under... what I'm saying, on their, I wear oh. them too. Oh, yeah, But yeah. like, as a shirt, I, I'm like, when did no. we decide a bra? <laughs> First of all, no one thinks wearing a bra, we should record this. No we are one recording. thinks wearing, okay, great. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to, uh, hello, we everybody. <laughs> hello. Oh my God, turn my volume down. I'm taking too much. Okay, there we oh. go. <laughs> no one. Let's just jump right into our randomness in the middle of a conversation. Yeah. No one has ever decided that wearing a bra around in public is socially acceptable. If you saw in my neighborhood, if I saw someone walking around in a bra, I would assume that they were homeless because there's a large <laughs> amount of homeless down the street from me. Wait, but are you talking about so like a bralette is less than a bra, really, right. by definition? But we've right. all just accepted the fact that people of certain body types can wear bralettes so, as a shirt and go to okay. the grocery store. And guilty it. though on this because I wear bralettes all day every day with a jumper so i'm still like double covered and my no, belly's no, no, no. covered so do i that is like okay, absolutely so what it's for right like it's so, you <laughs> it's can like, have some sort of support but it doesn't look like you're wearing a bra like right like when you can like for me it was like the game changer i've never been able to wear spaghetti straps so just yeah. for the reference no one's ever seen our like full bodies we both have big old tatas. Big O tatas. Big, big, tig, big old ones. Tig tig old biggies. <laughs> so I've never been able to wear like spaghetti strap anything. I did like four packs of those sticker things for prom. Oh, yeah. Like when they were like, you could just wear one and like you stick your boobs up. <laughs> I had to buy four of them. And I gave myself like, oh, like yeah. probably third degree burns trying to pull them off. Anyway, so I've never been able to wear spaghetti straps. Bralettes have changed my life because it gives me totally. some sort of support that I am able to do that without looking like everyone can just see my bra. I know Sarah just Perkerman like made like a regular bra under a dress that you could see like cool, but that was like in New yeah. York, not in like but, and that's also picking like, your kid up from school. You also don't like Sarah Jessica Parker has no belly and no like fat. Right. She's a rail. So like for her to wear She could wear a anything and bra- make it look cute. Yeah. And that's yeah. Like it's like the tutu she's wearing. Like <laughs> no one is gonna see me wearing a tutu just to pick my kid up from school no. and not think I am insane. Had yeah. a breakdown. So my point with the bralette is yay bralettes. I totally wear um unless I go like today I went to like a, a proper dentist appointment. I don't wear a bralette. Like I right. want people to think I like have support. You have some respect, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I have some respect. But like yes, I wear bralettes every day. So like I'm not bagging on bralettes. What I'm talking about is there are a segment of the population who has decided that bralettes are like acceptable as like a shirt and it's also crossed over to this like sports bra thing where people just wear sports bras as like an outfit i'm looking at you kardashians you know like you're not if you're working out that's one thing but like there are gyms that won't even let you do that 
the, the kind of gyms I would go to if I was the kind of person that went to a gym would not let you wear it's like it's like you're wearing that at me like yeah just to yes. be like you can't wear this so I'm right going to. but like I can get on board with like you're a runner and you just want to be free and you ha- you are comfortable great that's fine but if you're just like going grocery shopping or picking your like I feel like you're doing it to me <laughs> That's I feel so it's, funny. I feel attacked and <laughs> women women are not responsible at all. Let me just say this. Women are not responsible for the way in which men interpret their body. Like they are not. You are not responsible for how a man a man looks at you because you're yeah, wearing a suit. No, totally. Thing. I do not at You all walk around naked that. and that is not but an invitation for rape. I am more aware <laughs> with a teenage son on what women are wearing. Like, I'm not yeah. judging you for it. I'm just saying I can tell. I'm like, and I do tell my son, like, that's, you don't need to. Like, he doesn't say anything, but like, <laughs> you see him and his friends go, Ooh. you know, the cartoon eyes. We don't comment on women's bodies or what they're wearing. But for a hormonal 15 year old, I mean, it's normal. He's going to yeah. be so annoyed. He heard me talking about him on the last podcast about how he said I wasn't, that I was annoying. And he like raced out of the kitchen because I was re-listening. Oh my God. I can't believe you said that on your podcast. You or did you not say it wasn't cool? And he's like, well, yeah, but I don't, can't believe you didn't say it anyway. Oh my gosh. That's so good. So I'm, I'm like notorious, my outfit of choice. And really it's not even an outfit anymore. It's just my uniform. My mama form is my like super baggy, non-form fitting romper, like spaghetti strap romper with the triangle top ish, you know, from Target. I've got like seven of them. Um, and from everywhere else too, but, um, I have like a million rompers and I just wear a bralette and then the romper and that is all. And it is my favorite thing because there's no form fitting, no jeans, no, you know, tight, anything, anywhere. If anyone follows, do you want follow Sharon says so on Instagram? No, I don't even know. Why have I not told you anyone who has any sort of interest in this country and politics of any stripe should be so. listening to Sharon should should be following Sharon so, says so on Instagram. Sharon said so. Let me look it up. Sharon maybe, maybe says so. Says so. Sharon says so. She is completely <laughs> impartial politically Excuse and just me. like very like fact based and like de escalating all of the rhetoric that's out there. And I just love her, love her, love her. And why did oh I, I am following her because you told me to. Yes, you told me about her, and I've been following her. I didn't realize it was that person. What is it? Oh, great. I was going to say, she calls them hard pa- pants. Nope, not interested. I'm not wearing hard pants. <laughs> ah, <laughs> hard pants. Buy hard People pants. People like, what is hard pants? She's like, anything with a zipper, a button, a denim. A, it's all hard. Those are all hard pants. I'm not interested. Yeah. You know what but, else? I, I try to force my kids into jeans because they look so cute when they wear jeans. They're too not interested in hard pants. Every time they put jeans on, they're like, hey, these are so itchy and scratchy and meh. So I they, think that's, a, that's an age, uh, a stage. Brayden definitely went through that stage. I think most of his friends did as well. And then there became a time where Brayden just all of a sudden decided he wasn't going to wear shorts anymore, sweats anymore, and just oh all he would wear is jeans. Desi looks at the tag. And if it says five or under, mom, these don't fit. They're too small. I'm almost six. I'm a six. 
I'm like, but so you're funny. you're like a tiny. He's like 25 percentile, so he's teeny tiny. He's the skinniest little waist you've ever seen, and he can't fit in the, the waist of a six yet. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's so skinny, and uh, he just will not. He will flat out refuse to wear anything That's that so has funny. a number he doesn't like or doesn't feel as. So big do you look for, for the ones that have the, like the little elastics in the waist with the little buttons? Yeah. I do, but he doesn't like those anymore now. He he wants just like sweatpants and he has like waffle pants from Target. They're like his favorite pants. He'll put any any pants he puts on, he will lay on the ground and pull his legs up over his head. And if he can feel his underwear line from outside of his pants, he won't wear them. So anything hard pant related would like, you know, would like move with his body and his little chonies would be like sticking out and he'll be like nope i don't want anybody to see my underwear i'm like when are you doing yoga poses at school oh my gosh <laughs> and then i have, have this? this kid i have this kid who's obsessed won't wear anything that comes near his knee as far as shorts he wants like short shorts <laughs> to the point where half the time you can see his chonies hanging out and i'm like you is that a look that like you're going for that the underwear are longer that and then he's like well you should buy me shorter underwear then i'm like oh, oh my, my goodness these kids these, just think like, money grows on trees short short but yeah now brayden all he'll wear is jeans like he has to wear chinos to school so either <laughs> like so you know like shorts khakis or, or yeah khakis or like he can wear various colors, but like okay. that same, I call them all khakis, right? Yeah, totally. Dress pants, something with a belt and um, or cotton kind of thing. Anyway, so he has to wear either shorts Sorry. or pants, either one. But he, um, so on Fridays, they get to wear spirit wear. So as long as they're wearing like a school t-shirt, they can wear jeans or sweatshorts. Ooh. So that's quite, but he wears jeans. And so then when it's a weekend, like we took him for his birthdays over spring break, yeah. we took him to the beach, like not to go to the beach, but like to have sushi. And we went to like the, anyone familiar with San Diego knows Belmont park. Yeah, totally. Where every tourist goes and they were yeah. all there when we went. Um. <laughs> anyway, so he shows up in, and his, it's funny because we go to meet his friend, his friend's standing there with his like hat t-shirt tie-dye like board shorts and like flip-flops Braden rolls out of the car he's wearing black skinny jeans big old <laughs> tennis shoes a black hoodie and a beanie oh my gosh he's at like the beach giant hot we was like you look like a goth <laughs> we did take him shopping at the surf shop so we ended up changing halfway through the day but we were just like could you change you're making us all oh hot feel hot and sweaty Anyway, That's this so is funny. such a great podcast about vegetables. It really is. I mean, we've been talking so much about <laughs> them today, like what kind of veg vegetative state we would prefer to be in at the moment, I guess. Yeah. So, okay. So a little interesting information um, for everybody that isn't so, well, t it's totally personal, but it's not so like um, about our kids and, and not vegetables. Um, we both got vaccinated over the weekend you got your first yes. vaccine and first i got my second vaccine. um and that's Woo. really exciting we are doing our part for society so we're going to encourage all of you to do the same i think it's opening up in most most states are opening up like tomorrow right april 15th yeah, six, or is it april like, 20th 
I don't know for sure. I know that it's like 16 and up, right? In California. Yeah. California is so annoyed because I'm just like one more year. My son just turned 15. I really want him (sighs) to get vaccinated because of his current health struggles. And I just would feel a lot more secure. So I'm hoping that in the next coming months, um, they will, I, I, the talk is that they are just finishing up the trials on 12 yeah. to 15. So that's the next recommendation. And I'm just like, please. So when me. we were at, we, the first time I got my vaccine, my husband drove, um, he drove me because we didn't know like how I was going to react or whatever. And we left the kids with my sister, but this weekend, my sister and my husband and I all had our second shots on the same day. So we had the kids with us and my son looked at the super awesome guy from uh, Mobile, Alabama that was helping us, which by the way, thank you to every single one of the people that have been working at the vaccine sites because they're all incredibly kind, incredibly sweet and, and friendly and everybody has just been like, wonderful but this guy from mobile um he was there and he happens to be like a couple months younger than me but his kids are in their late teens and 20s um which makes me feel weird but um anyway he was so sweet and remy looked at him and he said um when can kids get the vaccine and the guy was like buddy, I promise as soon as we can, you'll be the first in line. He's like, I want to see you here. And Remy was like, remember that guy that said that he wanted me to be the first kid to get the vaccine? So (laughs) he's all, he's crazy, but they really, he and he's so literal. But anyway, get your vaccines as soon as you can. Um, We got ours on Brayden's birthday and um, we had actually had plans on that Friday, that day. And, um, football basically Braden had football we were going to be on all day after the vaccine which yeah. was like we had planned the vaccine prior to knowing that this was going to exist and we were right going to be on, on until late at night and I was like stressing about it and at the last minute someone on the other team tested positive for COVID so <gasps> all the games which was fantastic I was like this is great because we're having the, the it wasn't until late the night before um but the problem was is that it was his birthday and so we used the football game as an excuse to not plan anything for his birthday <laughs> that's amazing that day we were gonna he was gonna have two of his little po- the people in our pod uh two friends come over the next day to spend the night um but we had like we're like oh we got nothing now so we had to kind of oh, wow. scramble and do that but then i did have teenagers here the next day which ended up being fine. But the I first felt dose should have been. I felt crappy in the morning, um, for sure. I felt crappy for basically three mornings. Okay. But like by the by midday, I was feeling fine. Like I just huh. took some ibuprofen and like, yeah, power through it. I had stuff going on. I had a, uh, my friend is a handyman and she comes and does helps me with things around the house. So it's like not like I'm just solely whole, like hiring it out because I help. So I right. did have to kind of power through and get some stuff done. Um, John felt perfectly fine. Um, he yeah, I felt it. totally Isn't, fine. He's on not Monday. one of those, you know, the man flu like stereotype. Oh, like he's my not husband like that at is all. the man flu. I kind of wish he was because it would make him more empathetic when I'm feeling sick. But he never like he just charges through everything. Um, oh, we're, we're the exact opposite. And he does I not. like, I'm a caretaker. So like, I want to take care of me when Brayden's sick. I'm he, Brayden actually like 
jokes that's kind of sad like recently he broke his arm i don't know if i mentioned yeah. that on the podcast that's on top of his normal other stuff going on <sighs> he broke his elbow anyway so he um what was i gonna say oh so brayden jokes that i should be sick more often you're so nice to me <laughs> but i do i i fall into that like i think because I don't think my mom's listening to this podcast. So I'll just say it. My mom is a nurse and like, yeah. we got no sympathy when we were. Sick. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to be like taken care of. So I, that I do that. And yeah, it frustrates me when John like gets a tooth pulled or he's like supposedly Ouch. sick. I'm like, what can I do for you? How can I help? He's like, nothing. You don't need to do anything. Like I'm oh my good. Gosh. I'm fine. Is this going to happen? So on Monday he had real, like we got our shots at the exact same time. We actually thought he was getting his on Monday and I was getting mine Sunday. And then they gave him his on Sunday too, which is great. Um, oh. And, but I was like, Oh man, we're both going to go down and we're not going to have any help with the kids. Um, he was down for the count. Like he was in bed by three on Monday and he like powered through work as much as he could but he didn't expect to have to take Monday off. He had meetings all day, you know? Um, right. And then he he was in bed. <laughs> he didn't want to eat. He had a fever. He woke up in, you know, pile of sweat, like gross. Um, oh. But he literally was like, I'm going to kiss the boys goodnight and you're going to do bedtime. And I was like, okay. I mean, I, I, how opposite we were. I was, I was up. I took the kids to school. I took the kids not only to school on Monday morning, but we went to Starbucks on the way to school. We followed a coyote through our neighborhood. We found <laughs> bunnies. And we were still early to school by 8 o'clock in the morning. Wow. That's no. No, then I picked, happened in my house. Then I picked them up at 1030 when they're done because it's only two and a half hours. And in that time, I'd gone to the grocery store. I made two gallons of bone broth <laughs> on Monday. Like I was just like getting oh shit God. done and um I totally expected to be on my ass and I wasn't which so I was really That's good great. but anyway all that to say make sure you you're doing your responsibility for the entire you know community in your, that you live in and you for the country feel great yep but plan for a day or two and just know that if you do come up with some weird depression that is not normal for you it is likely a side effect it's just not one that they talk about did, that often did you do the cdc thing the vaccine no i meant to but Sunday oh, oh because I was worried about my sister too and you know like I just didn't get around I just signed, to it because they made us sick because you did yours at a drive-thru right yeah mine was drive we had to go in and walk and actually it was really funny I have to say for Kaiser anyone that's familiar with Kaiser they made it a whole party it was like it's a so party cool. everyone that was because you had to kind of go it was at the hospital so you had to kind of go around the outside of the building and then in they checked you in and then you go through the hospital up an elevator like it was like a whole it was so like cool. i feel like we're at disneyland like oh, we're being but so that. they had people along the way like ushering you pointing in which direction to go and they all had pom-poms oh so one guy's gosh. wearing like a disco ball style suit we got to see two brand new babies leaving the hospital oh, for the first so time which was fun. super exciting um and then they have you sit and they had like a whole little selfie thing at the end that you could take like your vaccine that's selfie. amazing they that's made it so a party cool. but no they had you not sit like they had you sit for 15 minutes at the end yeah. um to make sure and which was so smart right there it was just a long hallway they had uh, chairs spread out and yeah. then where you were sitting facing when there were like pillars along the way and on each pillar there were like 
the big QR code thing. So to do the CDC oh, yeah. check. So it just made it so convenient. Like we signed up while we were, I mean, we had nothing else to do. We were sitting yeah. there waiting. And um, we were chatting with a guy from Mobile who was so nice. So for me, because I didn't have severe, uh, what was I going to say? Severe, symptoms, like reactions? I had symptoms, reactions, like I had some. For, it was for me, I just felt like, oh, I'm doing my part, right? Yeah. I should, but my sister had told me before that she did it and my sister had Moderna and she got some pretty bad side effects. She had so like mine. swelling and some rash and some anyway. Yeah. So for her, she said, I, I didn't even think about I was doing me doing it. The lady did it for me with my phone there at Kaiser. No way. And she, yeah. And so she said that she liked it because she felt like she was reporting and then they were telling her when oh, she would really want to cool. contact her doctor and like what like what if this is Gosh, normal like done that so that is one if you if you I mean I know that there's some people are like I do I want them tracking me I say I there's two do if it. you're looking at it on the positive side there's two things one is to just help gather data so they can see like the Johnson and Johnson is being paused right now and I don't want to get yeah. into that because I have my own feelings on it but mm-hmm. um that's one of the ways that they found out is by tracking people's reactions. There needs to be like one of the problems. Yeah, you're with totally right. I should COVID in general is that we didn't have like a central place to put the information. And so allowing them to track that information helps yeah. identify, you know, uh, common things, but also for your own peace of mind, if you do have some um, bad side effects, they will tell you, okay, this is out of the ordinary or this is something you can like check up on. So I don't know. That's There's really our neat. little spiel on the vaccines. Yeah. I have some vegetable Anybody... news. Oh, you do? What is that? I do actually have vegetable I have news. some too. I ate my lunch just directly before this for the first time since uh, since uh, planning my new seedlings. And I ate half from existing and half from um, new stuff. So my arugula Amazing. was tender and new it's not the big giant arugula I usually let mine go but I definitely uh-huh. got good they're good size and then I mixed it with some other stuff and I will tell you my sorrel is doing amazing it's the same plant really? that I, I had like teeny tiny little leaves from it I mean it is mind-blowing to me that once you start giving your farm stand nutrients <laughs> the plants really seem to take off I mean that's that a big true. lesson learned that I had that sorrel for probably six months and it, oh I used God. it here and there but the leaves were really small and I just I didn't I've never had really eaten sorrel outside of a restaurant so I don't really know what it's supposed to fully look like but the leaves are three times the size of what I've been getting um and it was delicious my arugula, I used a little bit more wasabi arugula. Um, I'll give you my little um, quick recipe here for a yummy, easy salad for non-vegetarian non-vegetarians. First of all, I did uh, my favorite dressing. I've mentioned it here before. It's called garlic expressions. It's not like my favorite all of all time where, dressings I've ever where's had. That? Where's so it here's from? my tip go to the garlic expressions website. They have a fantastic finder. They, they will nail you down to every, like your closest stores, but here, I think you can buy it at Ralph's and Vaughn's. I actually buy it on Amazon because we use so much of it. I buy like a a case of it. Wow. Um, It is not my favorite dressing of 
all time that I've ever had. It is just a really nice basic vinaigrette that everyone likes. I always get comments when I make a salad with it, with guests or whatever. Kit like kids like huh. it. It's just very, very good. Garlic expressions. Yeah. And you so go to garlicexpressions.com. Yes. It has full okay. cloves of garlic in it. So at the oh very my end, gosh. you get like the yummiest cloves of garlic. But on top of it being just a really good basic, my mom, I told, we all talked about how both of our moms made all these delicious yeah. homemade dressings. Garlic Expressions has these giant things of cloves. So my mom likes it, liked it so much that she went home and bought a case and gave it to all her friends. Anyway, so oh here's, God, the, awesome. here's the hack on the Garlic Expressions. If you want to use the herbs to make dressing, I know sometimes, I, I promise you that making dressing is not that hard, but if it's just a weeknight and you want to make dressing, garlic expression works so great. I throw it in our little, we have like a little blend jet. Mm -hmm. um, I pour the garlic expressions in there. And then I just added today. It was just because I was out there getting my greens. I was like, oh, grab, I have a ton of parsley right now. So parsley and garlic chives, of course. Mm -hmm. And I, it was the bottom of the bottle. So at the bottom of the garlic expressions bottle, the giant cloves come out. So it also whipped into that. Oh. And then I think I just like threw a little bit of Dijon in there. Anyway. I mixed that Yum. up with my greens. I had sorrel, wasabi, arugula, regular arugula, spinach. My spinach has been going wild right now. I love it. Um, mix that up. And then I had those little chunks of pancetta from Trader Joe's. You know what I I'm talking about? Those, like yeah. the dice. Totally. I bought them for the pizza oven, but they needed to be used. Um, I threw them in the air fryer for a few minutes and crisped <gasps> them up. Tossed oh, I never them thought in about there, that. And then threw a couple um, of those wisp... Um, the little parmesan little parmesan like crouton replacements <clears throat> yeah and two soft boiled eggs not soft boiled more like just jammy eggs medium boiled eggs i'll, set, I'll post a picture of it it was oh my so gosh that sounds so yummy. good and it literally took me like maybe 10 minutes to do all of that i know it sounds elaborate for like a lunch but it was so good wow that sounds really good where are my tomatoes i want my tomatoes <laughs> i know mine are mine are growing that they're they're growing but my uh my stand my my lettuces are insane right now they're doing so well so i made on um so i've been doing this like five and two thing which has been amazing right. and actually i really love it um except for monday I kept waiting for side effects to hit. And so, I, like I said, I made, you know, two gallons of bone broth and um, chicken soup and like just really went for it on Monday and then was just waiting to get sick. And I never did. So I intentionally planned on skipping this Monday. Um, but what I did was I made egg salad. Mm -hmm. And I haven't made egg salad in I can't even tell you how long. And I went outside. I had pita, so I was going to make it in a pita sand, like a pita sandwich with egg salad. And I went outside instead. And I got my butter lettuce leaves. And I just put them in there. And it was, I, I didn't even, I like wrapped the egg salad in the butter lettuce leaves. Right. Almost like a Ugh. lettuce wrap. So good. That sounds good. Um, Yeah. And I, my basil is taking a little bit longer to grow, but it's, it's happening. My basil is actually kind of slow too right now. It's weird might just be early. Um, I planted a cucumber. Actually, this is kind of interesting. I planted a cucumber uh, seed, like a dried cucumber seed from a packet into a root riot to replace my cucumber that died. And I waited for it to germinate just a little bit. So like 
just until the seeds sprouted. And I put it in the stand and it's actually doing okay, which is great because that, you know. Interesting. Really want, I don't know that they're the right kind of cucumbers, but they're like probably two inches tall as far as the plant goes right now. And that was just in a week. So, but I also started something else. What? Oh, wait, the plant, the seedling, not the, okay. I was like, yeah, no, no, no. Which cucumbers? (laughs) No. Yeah, I was you need giving some that worm juice. <laughs> yeah, I need to figure out that worm juice situation because that was pretty interesting and very intense sounding. Um, but no, no worm juice. It's just two inch seedling. But in one week, that's pretty good, you know. Um, I will say because my- I'm hoping Kathy is listening and, and maybe even Mariah that I told my dad, who is a very seasoned farmer, like crops uh-huh. of, of stuff. I told him about the worm juice and he said, what now? <laughs> like, oh my gosh, he no did way. not know. And I explained it and he goes, that's interesting. Like that is something I've never thought of before. That's really so this is what I say about how the hell did anyone learn anything without the internet? I know, right? I, you really need it in podcasts. Yeah. Um, so really quickly, I'm also, I'm curious what you think about this. I, you know, my dirt garden always fails because it's a buffet for bunnies, the bunny buffet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I wrapped it in bird netting. Wait, you're still doing a garden? I'm not trying, you know, because you can't grow you have garlic. It, you and, have it, man. Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. you. I mean, you can't. I want to learn how to grow garlic, onions. I don't really care about carrots. I can buy those. Um, Corn. But I want to be able to do garlic, onion, and potatoes. I feel like if I can nail those, I could really sustain my family. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, but it takes forever. So I'm trying that. But I got the idea of planting, just taking a head of garlic and planting it. I didn't know that you had to break them apart and like only plant certain bulbs and whatever. <laughs> so I have like, my garlic has sprouted. I'm not kidding. In two weeks, it's this tall. But that's because I planted a whole clove. So it's just like garlic greens. Right. That's why I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, if you plant the clove, then what? what is the, like, end game? It actually, so what you're supposed to do, I Googled this after the fact. You're supposed to take the garlic, germinate it in water so it gets the roots to grow longer, and then mm-hmm. break them apart and plant individual cloves not and the whole happened? cluster and then a new bulb grows so that's the garlic is okay, actually the seed that's itself. what i was like why would we take the the bulb to do what like grow another bulb yeah but, okay. so one so one take, bulb ends up separating into multiples you mean okay when we say bulb when you mean like I the whole bulb, thing yeah so the whole cluster is the individual pieces uh-huh. and the bulb is the whole thing so yeah. if you do one clove, clove it uh-huh. will create a, a new yeah a new whole garlic okay and so then you have just to cure doing, them like the whole bulb you're just growing sprouts like i so grow when I've... i forget there's garlic in my pantry yeah so exactly so basically in two weeks time i have grown i showed you but it's like 15 inches tall but i think okay. it's just i think i can just use that as garlic chives because isn't that all it is they're what really the my... thick garlic stalks. Basically. So I mean, I don't think it's the same thing because we're not growing bulbs. 
But I wonder. What I, to be honest with, that... I don't think it's not the same thing because I think it's just chives that have a garlicky taste, the way that wasabi arugula has an arugula taste. Like I don't think it's huh. actually garlic. I think it's just a chive that has a garlic taste because otherwise you'd have a bulb, which we can't do in our thing, right? But I right. don't think I'm sure you can eat the greens from it and have like get a sim- similar effect. That's what I'm wondering, because I did it wrong, and I know that now. <laughs> but, you should look it up. What if it tells um, us we're going to kill people by saying that? <laughs> oh, by the way, so Don't that's die. so funny, because that just reminded me, because I, um, I, I'm, I'll tell you right now, I'll be like, honest. I don't use a whole lot of fresh garlic because I'm, again, ding, 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 tie into every other episode. I'm lazy. And so <laughs> I discovered many years ago the frozen garlic cubes at Trader Joe's. And oh, they are my, they're like, that's what I use. And I just, even if I have garlic, I'm like, eh, that sounds like a lot of work. I'm just going to throw a cube in. <laughs> so unless I really need it to be raw, raw, but that is, if you let it defrost, you get a raw garlic oh yeah i mean it is the best it's It's actually really potent too i did recently buy the jar of like chopped garlic and i only bought it for our pizza oven like it's john likes this garlic bird pizza like that they make at woodstock's pizza so he's trying to like replicate i think i've been there if you haven't i would be ashamed no i'm just kidding wait which pizza they're all over they're always there's two in San Diego. They're they're all over California. Um, they're always at a they're in a, always in a university town. So like we had one okay. in Luis Obispo growing up. They have them right. in um, Davis. Ooh, you, know. you just segued into something that has nothing well, we, to do with anything on our. I know. Well, <laughs> let me get into that in a second. Oh boy. But um, so the what was I saying? Oh, so I did buy the that chopped garlic for that purpose because they just sprinkle yeah. it over on top and it's actually the desired effect but like I was re-reminded that that stuff is actual trash yeah it's total trash so don't get confused it. the frozen stuff at Trader Joe's which I've it's seen fresh frozen at other places it, yeah. that is like fresh frozen it is not the same thing and it's not no trash. there's anyway. no it is 100% pure garlic it's not garlic and citric acid and yeah. stabilizers so we and will buy bullshit, so. fresh garlic for when John makes his grandma's sauce tomato sauce and I always end up with cloves of garlic in my like bottom pantry where I keep potatoes and stuff and I pull them out and it has what you're describing uh, so long. <laughs> and I've never thought to eat them so we should look that up but yeah. um in addition <laughs> I was out and about one day doing something and John said what's your plan for dinner I said oh can you throw a couple of potatoes in the oven while I'm gone <laughs> And he texted me a picture of the potatoes and he was like, these don't look right. I don't know what I, should I cook these? And they were like fully sprouted oh and I gosh. laughed and he goes, what? And then when I got home, he goes, what is wrong with these potatoes? So this another tie in to say, I am constantly preaching that like, we are so disconnected from our food source and how things are grown and how it works and all of uh-huh. that. Both of my son and my husband were like, what's wrong with it as if an alien had landed in our kitchen and i'm like it's it's bad like it's not the end of the world it's ready to plant they're like that's what i said it's ready to plant it's ready to grow new potato plants and they looked at me like my head was spinning what do you mean how is that possible i'm like well let's look at it's a plant there's plants coming out of that's how plant 
They're like, we don't get it. I was like, that's how potatoes grow. So now I'm like convinced that I need to like grow potatoes. To mm, show you should. Yahoos. So I, I Googled and you can do this too. Um, if you Google growing p- bucket potatoes. That's you what will- I'm thinking about. Okay. So I did. I tried. I bought like, this is again, this is last year before I bought my lettuce grow farm stand, but I bought, um. I bought two like cloth buckets that are meant to grow root vegetables and you're that has like a window and you're supposed to be able to take the vegetables straight out from the window at the base. They're on Amazon, whatever. Um, <laughs> again, I can, I can grow any kind of sprout in the ground. I sprouted these potatoes. I planted these little potatoes, but I don't know what I'm doing and I don't pay attention enough to the YouTube people who are very committed to their bucket planting <laughs> procedures. And I one day was like, oh, the you're supposed to like let a potato grow until the leaves start to die. And then when the leaves start to die, which felt like six years later, um, even though it was only like probably a couple months, when the leaves start to die, that's how you know the potato's ready to harvest. So okay. I put my hand in and pulled out a rotten potato. And it's I was like – you're no, I basically again dumb dumb when it comes to planting anything in the dirt. Um <laughs> you're supposed to put like the potato, like you slice the potato that has right. the uh the root coming in and you plant that as one. And I just planted like ten potatoes oh, in one bucket. Just, <laughs> yeah. Okay, just like the garlic. So just, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's I, I need I'm to start paying a little, attention. A little explanation on the garlic situation here because now I'm excited for you I think you should just let it keep growing the difference between green garlic and garlic scapes which I've never had a garlic scape outside of a restaurant but my sister used to get them in her co-op box and she says they're amazing is that what the length the long green part is is that the garlic so green garlic the easiest way to think of green garlic is it's baby garlic it has a long green top that looks a bit like scallion sometimes Uh a tiny bulb at the end and it may even be tinged with a bit of pink green garlic is more mellow and less spicy in flavor than regular garlic and is usually harvested in the spring so that's what it sounds like what you have it is edible okay cool you can use any any recipe that calls for garlic saute sauces roast can be substituted with green garlic it's since it's more mild it can that also means you can use it raw, like you would scallions, without worrying oh. about pungency. Garlic scapes come along a little later in the season. So if you continue to let it grow, as the garlic plant matures, it sends up bright green shoots that curl beautifully and have closed buds on the top. When the buds Ooh. called seed pods open up, that means the garlic bulb is ready to harvest for traditional garlic. Edible garlic scapes are harvested before the seed pods open up. They're trimmed from the garlic plant since the scapes draw nutrients away from the bulbs if left untouched. And they're harvested in late spring or early summer. Garlic scapes start out tender, but get tougher as they mature and they have a more tender crisp texture than soft green garlic. In terms of flavor, garlic scapes are stronger in flavor than gar- green garlic, but still taste like garlic with a, f- a more vegetal flavor, like a vegetable. Mm-hmm. Uh, garlic scape can also be used raw or cooked. They're a bit more p- potent raw 
than green garlic is, but they really do blend into dreamy pestos and dips. So I Ooh, want you to yummy. go to the, you leave those alone and you go for the garlic scape idea. Cause okay. I've heard these are really, really yummy. I've only ever had them cooked into things that I didn't really n- notice where they were at like a restaurant. Um, okay. But my sister and her roommate used to like rave about them, getting them in their boxes. And I never would, I huh. never saw them here. I think you have to get them from either probably a, a farmer's market or like a specialty produce store. I just um, know that when you drive yeah. up the five and you get into the garlic country, it smells incredible. So I was like, well, even if this doesn't work, at least hopefully it'll smell good. I bet I you that is the Gilroy. garlic scape. Yeah, going through Gilroy. It's constantly mm. the most beautiful smell. So this is from, just to sort my cite my sources here. Yes. It's from thekitchen.com, you know, the website yeah. that I love it. They always yeah, have great it. resources, but it's kitchen without an E, which yeah. just annoys me. Drives me nuts. Um, anyway, thekitchen.com. What's the difference between green garlic and garlic scapes? So great. I do think that if I'm going to do potatoes, I'll probably, I probably want to first start um, composting because I feel like that's probably the best use. I've been wanting to compost, but then I feel like, well, what am I going to, I don't really have like garden beds or even flower beds that would, mine are very like California uh, drought tolerant kind of plants, like bougainvilleas and stuff. I just, I don't think they would benefit from compost. It's very hard impacted earth there now. It doesn't seem to bother them. Um, but if I did potatoes, I'd have a reason to do compost. Yeah. And I feel like that would be really good. And then I could do, what else could you do in there? Speaking Spell of it? compost, there's a new thing I want. I it's know. Really we a- are such gimmicky girls. I know exactly what you're talking about. I want it too. <laughs> I think that's why I, I want, want to start so a compost pile so that it yep. annoys John so much. That when, I, when he goes, why so do we have this trash everywhere? I'll say, well... Um, I could get this thing that composts yeah. things really quickly. Because you know even the name of it. Line, we share. Um, yeah, I think it's it's on my Pinterest. Oops. It's. Um, we need you. Why don't you email them and see if they'll give us one? Does I'm going to. <laughs> does anybody else use Pinterest with a things I want page and then send that to their family members who were I feel like an old lady saying this but like I was a super super early adopter to Pinterest I used Mm -hmm. it like people were like what the hell yeah me too like I used it years ago I mean what when it first started um I find it incredibly unuser friendly now and like and too chock full of like ads like ads Yep. that I really don't use it very much. And I wish I did. Um, when I do use it and like get through the pain points, I do usually find it useful, but for the most I use part, it, I just find it annoying. So I, I use it for particular things. Um, I use it for saving things I want to go back to. I don't use it for sharing anything, but I do use it for, see, this is called the Lomi. Lomi is the one. I, there's a I Vitamix has one, and then there's the Lomi one, this and I one think looks the really, really Lomi cute. looks better. Um, plus, it looks kind of like a farm stand. But like, okay, let's talk about waste because, well, we have Earth Week is Earth Month is now, and Earth Day is mm-hmm. isn't it next week, next April twenty second. Mm-hmm. So when we're gardening in our farm stand, you're trimming. You're trimming roots, you're trimming leaves, um, you're clipping like the stuff that got infested with bugs or whatever. And and then even when you eat like an apple, 
you have a core. And we're just tossing all of that right into the garbage. Like, I don't have the uh, patience in my kitchen to collect all the green stuff and then go to the green bin and put it in there, you know, like the natural materials bin. And sometimes my gardeners fill it up so much when they clean up our yard that it's like, there's no room to put stuff in anyway. And it's my fault. I need to get better at that. I want to get a composting bin in my kitchen that I can take out when it's full. But sometimes I'm cooking and I'm like, just fast chopping, chop, 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 chop. And then it goes into the trash. And then I feel guilty all the time. So you want to know something? We don't have that in San Diego. You don't have the green bins? No, we do have, you can get a green bin. We don't have one. We just use our trash. You can get them for yard waste, but you can't put food scraps in them. Oh, we do not have. So this is so interesting. I, I just that's... learned this this week. So we, it is coming because there was a law passed and it has to be by 2022. All cities have all everywhere, not cities, Great. all every, every municipality has to uh, provide or have the uh, no they have to do um composting like my family lived in in san or san francisco my aunt several aunts lived there so they've been doing it for i mean probably 20 years like i remember getting like scolded for not putting the right things in there because they are required to compost legally my mom lives in a very teeny 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 tiny town very small they don't even have like a mayor. They're technically like county. Oh, wow. They have compost and have had it for years. So I, someone posted huh. an article. Oh, a girlfriend. Um, she lives in La Mesa, which is a town in San Diego, yeah. right near us. Very close. I used to live there, but it's not the city of San Diego. It is its own city. Um, oh, I didn't know that. And, I thought it was. Yeah. Like we are in North Park, but North Park is just a neighborhood in San right. Diego. Yeah. La Mesa is its own city in San Diego County and right next door to us. So okay. it's all San Diego. Anyway, La Mesa started um, compost service this week and she was basically posting saying how amazing it is and how happy she is. And I said, it's so incredibly embarrassing that San Diego of all places yeah. in California has still does not have compost um they will give you a coupon to buy a composter for yourself but they do not provide compost service someone jumped on and i was really happy i love when someone does this not prove me wrong but to say like you're looking at this from the wrong angle there is there was in the original san diego charter over 100 years ago um a provision saying that trash services had to be provided for most city residents for free. So hmm. I didn't realize this because we are renters and every place I've ever rented in the city of San Diego says uh trash provided. Yeah. Well, guess what? They have to. Fuckers. They're not paying for it. They're not providing <laughs> trash services. <laughs> Apparently San Diego is providing trash services. Oh so they make it sound like you're getting something for free. You're not because San Diego is paying for it. So apparently it's we pay so waste cost. Oh, right. So what apparently in San Diego, that's not the case. I guess in some, there are some uh, loopholes there. So there are places that do, but for the most part, so it's, it's going to be so incredibly expensive for San Diego to do composting. Yeah. Um, 
but they are going to have to do it unless they change the city charter, which is almost impossible to do. And um, so apparently that's why it will be here by next year because California right. passed a law saying everyone has to do it. I think um, I'm not sure if ours is going to be What? I'm not sure if the one in LA is called compost or if it's just the green. natural sh- fiber. I think it, well, can like you put green? Can you put um, coffee grounds in there? Well, so here's the thing. I don't know. I just know that we put. <laughs> this put, is like the recycling service we have, right? I'm like, yeah. I don't know. It seems recyclable, <laughs> right? So we have. <laughs> nobody really gives you instructions on what goes in the green bin. You have right. to you have to research it yourself, and I've never have. But our gardener puts all of the you know leaves and the wood, and like if he trims right. a tree or whatever, that all goes in there. Um, I that try. we have. Okay. So but have, it's not it's not the same as composting. Yeah, I don't know what the LA one is, so I need to figure that out because I just put like every once in a while I'll be like in the game at dinner time and when I'm cooking I like actually do take things out and I'll put it in there. But then sometimes I just don't. Yeah, but so I really real compost you should be able to put like meat and eggshells and right. I thought it was just vegetables. I thought it was I thought compost had to be raw untouched like no oil no yeah, butter anything oil. like that no meat so, so maybe just know. meat scraps we need to have a composting podcast we where do. we talk maybe about we that get someone that's like an expert on composting <laughs> but here's the thing that's funny is once that service starts am i really gonna like want to like compost for myself i want to compost for myself now. because i want to well, put it over my plants and stuff you know i mean we have a huge grassy yard and because of how it, apparently my husband uh found out today that we have like we're way over in our water usage so we think there's no way that it's possible that we use as much water as it says that we do so we think we either have a leak or something because i've turned the sprinklers down to like our grass is dead level you know that's but we interesting have, like, because if you do have a leak that's scary yeah because we're paying a lot, like hundreds of dollars a month for our water. For water. That's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds we and hundreds. We clearly have a drain somewhere on our electricity line. Goodness. So the Lomi is the one that I want. And it says that it's yes. not It does it like instantly, yet. right? Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's like on a, Kickstarter. It's a Kickstarter. I think so. Let me visit it. It's on Tom's Finds where I found it. Um, I think that's it's, three it's hours. a Kickstarter stage. Yeah. Yeah. Lomi is a smart, odorless kitchen composter that only takes up to 1.3 feet of countertop space. It's the fastest and easiest way to turn your entire family's food waste into nutrient-rich fertilizer, the first in the world to break down bioplastics. So when you get like a compost-friendly... So all the stuff at like Trader Joe's is starting to bioplastics. So that's cool. That's really cool. Oh, I know what I was going to tell you. There's just news here that's right near us. Um, there's a place opening up that is a zero waste, ooh, like grocery store. Okay. Oh, so you either bring in and tear the bottle yourself. You know, tear means yeah, balance the weight, um, or you put a deposit on their like mason jar style and everything is 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 purchased in that way they did say that they are they have a are starting a subscription service with or it's not subscription it's a membership service it's funny because it's like oh wait so i'm going to give you my trash and then i'm going to pay for it 
mm-hmm. but I think it's like $25 a month membership. And this been, you can take your comp- compostable stuff to the store and the a service picks it up and that's amazing. And takes it away. But I'm like, they use stinky stuff though. Bugs in your kitchen. That's what I don't well, like. Well, you just, I think you keep, they have those compost bins that are okay. meant for, to keep odors out. But I'm like, wait, I'm going to pay you to take my like trash away, I guess. Well, I could just throw it in the trash can. This is like, my thing is always like, think people are going to do things unless it's easier for them or cheaper for them. Right. Yeah. And this sounds totally. both harder and more expensive than what my normal thing is. And I'm thinking, well, what are you doing with all that compost? <laughs> like, I should get some of it back. Totally. Especially right? Like, that should it. be the – if I'm paying $25 a month, I should get, like, a little bag of, like, soil every month. Totally. Right? I totally like, to agree with that. Like, my strawberries or potatoes or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure that their business plan is to not only make money on the membership, but then also they probably sell all of that to, like – I'm sure. So they're – it's kind of like <laughs> – it's interesting that's a really interesting philosophy because it's kind of like goodwill like you guys have goodwill down there right that's a national thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so goodwill you give them all your stuff for free and then they turn around and sell it and it's a for-profit company it is not a non-profit company goodwill is not but they use they do use it to basically they're selling it in, in order to employ people that aren't traditionally employable right so they they employ people who aren't traditionally employable but they pay them minimum wage and their ceo makes like three million dollars a year it is it is i stopped donating to them and i do the rescue missions now but um yeah Yeah, i do ambest i have i have different feelings on good goodwill i i do i i see the ickiness of having a a ceo making a ton of money when people some some people at goodwill actually make less than minimum wage they are qualified to do that because those people also draw felons or something no they draw no because they're usually intellectually disabled people so they do draw a a disability check so they are able to pay them less because the 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 mission is to keep people active in the community to give them a purpose even so so there is a loophole around that and i'm not sure how i feel about the ethics of it because i do i do think that it has given value to a lot of people had a family member that worked at goodwill and i do think there is something to it um, the CEO making a ton of money bothers me, but I also often feel like I feel the same way about I, this is so against everyone on my side of the aisle, but I also <laughs> feel that sometimes I feel like politicians should make more money because I think that we would attract people that aren't don't traditionally come from money in more, yeah. you know what I mean? And so yeah. for goodwill, I think, shouldn't we shouldn't good shouldn't an organization meant to help people be run by someone that is very qualified and and will we attract very qualified people if they're making nothing but that's a whole nother yeah i just i I agree with you thing i just think that there's a big difference between making nothing and making millions a year yes i agree and so and when you're paying people even if they're pulling disability wages from the state or whatever you're still paying them so little that they can't live in California. No, the point is that, is that they they do it purposely to help them is what they say oh, is because if they make too much, they then will they no don't longer qualify. qualify for disability <sighs> benefits, which co- disability benefits are is such a nightmare in the United States. It's all different depending on where you live. But also because my sister is a social worker, um, 
not only about qualifying for the actual income level, but there are things that you get qualified for by being on disability services that you no longer become, that you're no longer then eligible for. It is a trap. Yeah. Oh, no, it absolutely is. My brother's a kidney patient. He's been, he's had two kidney transplants. Um, He was sick my whole life. Like, well, he's three years younger than me, so most of my life. And he got sick when he was about like four or five, four, three, four, something like that. Um, But he he was in the hospital 80% of his childhood. The fact that he is almost 41 years old and alive and married with children is like a miracle in itself because he should he there are plenty of times where we said goodbye thinking we would never see him again anyway he is on he has disability insurance because his medication if he makes a certain amount of money he can't afford his medic it goes from like being i don't know a couple hundred bucks a month or something to being thousands of dollars a month if he makes over a certain threshold which just makes me want to lose my mind because it's putting him in a position where it's so cobbled together making (sighs) it so that these things happen because you're not you're not seeing the full picture you know who sees the full picture is social workers they see the full picture but like lawmakers aren't they're just seeing this piece over here like Mm -hmm. this check amount and this and then this service over here and if they don't realize as you when you i here i am using my hands again (laughs) (laughs) i see it sorry sorry listeners anyway so that's a whole nother like just has nothing to do with what we're talking about but well we've gone a little long in the tooth so we um, won't talk about San Luis Obispo. We should make a reference about it. But yeah, if anyone there's been a lot of news. Everybody needs to listen podcast, to a podcast. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I will just say quickly, I have grown up with, the, not grown up with, but this, this case has um, evolved over my lifetime. I grew up in the small town where Chris and Smart went missing. Um, so just to update you why we're talking about this now is two arrests were made. Um, I graduated from high school that was graduating from high school at the same time that Kristen went uh, missing at Cal Poly and, and her disappearance colored my life at college. I, hmm. I, I it, it, it colored the way in which I moved about the world, hmm. um, the cautiousness that I had with my friends and, um, I carried mace on my uh, keychain. I carried a, a whistle on my keychain. Um, and that's, it was all from Kristen smart. And I feel like for many, many years, I, I was one of the very few people that I knew that even knew who Kristen smart was because it wasn't a huge, when big, big things would happen in the case, uh, it would pop up nationally, but mo- for the most part, people did not know who Kristen smart was until about two years ago when this guy started this podcast and he is podcast. And I, the funny thing is, is I never even heard about his podcast until yesterday. I have now finished the first season of the podcast. Oh my gosh. I need to um, listen to and it. it's amazing to me because this has been in my life has been in my ether for all these years. And I didn't know any of the stuff that he reports on the fact that the people that they arrested yesterday should have been arrested 25 years ago they had That's crazy. they have known these two people they have had evidence on these two people for 25 years and whether they're guilty or not for their sake if they're not this yeah. their life has been 
ruined. I will not say ruined because I, I greatly feel that they are responsible for her death, but if they weren't, their life has been ruined by the fact that no one has done anything for 25 years, except the entire community has treated them as if that they were murderers, which I believe that they were. Well, one was a murderer and one covered it up the father anyway. So check it out. The, The podcast is called in your backyard it's so incredibly yep. done. It's amazing to me that this man is not a journalist. Um, the family has trusted him and the family has gone underground and silent for many years because they just, they had lost all trust in the media and the sheriff's department. And they cooperated <sighs> from this guy with very little urging just because they could tell from the beginning that his motives were in the right place. And um, he's like me, he grew up in the area and it was something that it was just always a part of his, his understanding so it's crazy yeah check i got it the out same, it's really good i got a text literally when we started recording which is why we started talking about this um from a girlfriend of mine uh whose husband kenny was at cal poly and like lived in the dorms next to her um yeah. and they were there at the same time and so they've got friends that are on apparently on this podcast, podcast. so that's what I'm going to be doing once I get our podcast edited. I mean, apparently we're now my we're now uh, we're now poor man's my favorite murder. <laughs> Bye. And I noticed Bye. that I heard that Gore, I did. I so I went on to the, he actually has a, a Instagram page for the po- podcast. So I Does went he? on there last Great. night, and Georgia is all over. Uh, is she? You know, yeah. And and Rain's giving him props as he he seems very uh-huh. humble, but like. People are saying this case would not, this would not have happened without this guy's podcast. And it is amazing to our own horn. There are a lot of cases out there that are similar that like have gotten attention by podcasters, which is so sad and says something else about our justice system. But But it's also because podcasts are an unfiltered media. So we can do whatever we want on podcasts. Yeah, And you can't do that when you have you know, when you're a paid media source with a biased network or of advertisers t- or, or whatever, in, in, time or frames, in, time frame or inches, yeah. inches available in your newspaper. Um, yeah. I know that like Dak Shepard says now, like he's not interested in doing any more promotion on, you know, in like a magazine yeah, or, or even like short form, like interviews on like, you know, E or whatever, he'll do podcasts till the cows come home. Because yeah, all context wants. is lost and you get yeah. things chopped up and things are taken out of context. When you're on a podcast, it's so free flowing, obviously, yeah. <laughs> for good or for worse, uh-huh. that, you know, you can get into other stuff. Anyway, so this was a very um, welcome to the brains. Yeah, this is like a free flower, man. But um, but the good news is that next week, I think we are planning on doing something special for Earth Week. When you come back next week, we'll have some fun information for you um, about lettuce grow and how uh, specifically using a lettuce grow system in your home can really cut down on waste and protect our Earth. Um, so anyway, but for today... Thank you for joining Tara and Stephanie's chit-chat hour. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye! (laughs) Hopefully they don't have that trademarked.